This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, Jim and Tom. And this is a big episode because two weeks ago, we talked about the mid-season review of Loki, mm-hmm. and now we're going to dive right into the finale and then the future because uh, we're getting more as the end credit scenes depict it. We got a nice little stamp that says Loki will be back for season <laughs> two. It was very old school Marvel where like you would watch yeah. the end of the movie and it was like, Spider-Man will return. Or, you know, Captain oh, America yeah, will return. Yeah. It was very back to the basics. But, um, yeah, Captain America will return in Winter yep. Soldier. Yeah, yeah, I do. Remember. And this one, it said season two. So we know season two is obviously going to happen with the new director because Kate Heron's not coming back. She said she's already not, uh, wasn't, she's not coming back for it. But before we dive any further, that might be a potential spoiler. I don't know. Let's just get, go with spoiler alert right here because, uh, you know, you know what we do. We, we we ruin shows that you might not have watched, and then we uh, we theorize, and that's exactly what this is going to be. We're going to spend most of the time probably talking about our theories because uh, Jonathan Majors popped up. We know who he has been mm-hmm. cast as. We thought that we were going to start seeing him in uh, Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumania, and uh, here we are. The breadcrumbs led us right to at least a variant of Kang. Yeah. So let's kind of just dive into it. Give me your give me your um, thoughts on the the finale in itself. I uh, this is um I I loved it. Um, this was fun. Yeah, real fun. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Like, uh, it's not action packy. It's it's uh, it's just a ton of of exposition and you know about the timeline and and the TVA and an olive branch, you know, for them to take over. And, uh, you know, they don't, um, but, um, yeah, it it was neat to see this Loki turn into like the, the hero, the sane one, the hero. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like, it seems like all Lokis eventually get heroic in some way, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean with with this Loki, we'll we'll just start there. This was a Loki that throughout time we've already seen his trajectory, right? We see that mm-hmm. he goes from the villain of phase 1 to a hero in phase 3 uh and goes out on, you know, trying to defend the the world from Thanos. So we just saw his hero's journey in such a smaller yeah. portion in a 6 episode miniseries instead of, you know, three more phases. This <laughs> this one kind of the way I see it with this series, first and foremost, I loved it. Um, on the Loki Lounge, Chuck and I talked about the fact that this was how you treat a villain or anti-hero and turn him into a hero. Not what Fox did with Mystique, where they just kind of just threw Jennifer Lawrence in there because she was a hot yeah, name yeah. and turned her into like, you know, she is the leader of the X-Men. Not true. Right. This was the right way to do it. But also, I kind of think that this series in itself, especially this last episode, was it definitely wasn't filler, but it was that explanation episode for all to come in phase four. Like we got the the 
opening of the multiverse. We've got two movies that already are dealing with the multiverse in Spider-Man and in uh, Doctor Strange. So you're getting the the explanation of of what what's to come without wasting any screen time in the bigger movies, all because of just a six hour miniseries that is going to say like this is the timeline. Captain America went back, even though they didn't mention that. And this is what's going to happen. And I know, you know, there's a, a theory you have through text messages. You kind of told me um, that this could be kind of the flashpoint for the Marvel the yeah. universe. Well, that's the thing is, um, I don't recognize this that much. I mean, I recognize storylines and I, I recognize the time war and all this other stuff. I know that they had to go through. They went from the time keepers to the. Um, they, you know, there's a difference between who runs, yeah. the, you know, who, who wants to just live forever and who wants to, you know, just have the sacred timeline and all that stuff. Yeah. It was like the, but like, it was the one above all who was like just yeah. sitting in, you know, his house and then, and now like that was the, the Loki tie in, right. With the, you know, yeah. the, the house on the Hill, you know what I mean? The. The Citadel at the end of time, you know, that was their whole thing that then and now kind of wanted to explore that timeline. And the one above all kind of went into exploration and Kang honestly went into exploration of the TVA as well. Yeah. And it just it had that feel of when when he goes, I'll see you soon and kind of referring to his his variants that were coming. And we don't really even know what that means yet. It's a great cliffhanger. Um, Yeah, especially when you get back and history like the tva is completely yeah. rewritten you know it went from just having right. a random statue of a timekeeper to jonathan majors it's jonathan majors all the way yeah down. in kang yeah. regalia um, except for the helmet yeah um yeah perfect gang kang regalia too uh another great uh well it's just a statue but it looks like it's gonna be a great costume i mean did, um, so did you catch the part i was talking to chuck and i was so disappointed that he didn't catch this part when we were getting the the cross time Kangs, the Council of Kang explanation between, like in that beautiful three man show between, you know, yeah. uh, Sylvie, Jonathan Majors, and Loki, did you notice the one jumping in the air was in the Kang helmet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chuck yeah. didn't get it, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> we have an after show for this. You need to watch it. But like, it just shows you that they, you know, they're playing their cards right as marvel normally does yeah. and i kind of think that this version that we got like he who remains right although that that's a character in the comics isn't kang in the comics i think right. what we saw was immortus yeah because he's the only um, nice kang right until you know nathaniel kind of hero gets hero worship a little bit but yeah but he's the last Kang. Yeah. well which yeah that makes sense um and and I I do like how they you know this is kind of the original Kang in the comics was a there was all versions or it was all him in different timelines. Yes. And I, but then the comics kind of expanded on that and it went it's just all different versions. It is variants. Mm-hmm. That's where this that idea comes from, and that's where this is. This is. Just different, you know, all the, you know, Iron Lad and um, uh, uh, Immortus, um, Kang the Conqueror. Rama Tut. Uh, Rama Tut. Yeah. These are all just different 
uh, versions of Kang that did something, but they all eventually kind of sort of led to Immortus. Mm-hmm. And um, that and Nathaniel, uh, but uh, yeah, I I, I kind of like where this went, and I, I I am kind of excited, and I'm, you know, um, Kang low key has his fingers in a lot of pies in 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 the Marvel comic book yeah. universe, like oh, even up to like um, current, because in King of Black, yeah, uh, Kang was tied into Rocket, Spider Man. Uh, the Black Knight, Mantis, right. like he's a, a focal point in that, trying to be a hero. You know, that explanation of Kang, the universe of Kang, right, as he's breaking down the the multiverse, pro- maybe the biggest scene in the entire series because he's explaining what's to come, right? This is a expanded, expanded theory on the thought that Mysterio planet in Far From Home, right? The explanation yeah. of this multiverse, right? But he also... In my mind, it showed Marvel's hands just a little bit, saying that this is where Jonathan Majors is going to pop up. He's going to pop up as Iron Lad. He's going to pop pop up as Ramatut, and he's going to pop up as Kang the Conqueror. And whoever pops up next, in my mind, because we already saw Quang Tower, I think we're going to get Mister Griffin as the leader of the uh, the Time TVA. Yeah. But I mean, it could be Victor Timely. It could be Scarlet Centorium. I have one. It's uh, Kang the Conglomerator. conglometer like you know it's it could be so many versions of this but i feel like they showed that jonathan majors is gonna not only be your villain in quantumania like he is going here to stay and honestly could be the leader of the young avengers even though he's not so young because nathaniel uh, richards is a young avenger yeah um yeah uh yeah i i don't know we're still I mean, he could definitely be, and this is kind of the, you know, he had an extended conversation, so it's hard to say it's like uh, Thanos because we just got glimpses, mm-hmm. but um, we still don't, we haven't heard his name, we haven't, you know, heard him say anything, we have, like, we- about who he is, we just know he's just a guy at the end of time, and he just been trying to hold it all together, so... He does say he was a conqueror and stuff and a like king. that. Which was, yeah, and a yeah. You know, 31st century scientist. To to that lore, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a definitely, we know who he is, but, uh, and by the end, you know, once they show him in costume or the statue of him. Yeah. Um, and honestly, yeah, like, uh, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off, um, but I don't want to forget these thoughts on. because you and I have never really, we don't talk after episodes, and this is a kind of a beautiful thing where we just you know shoot the shit for a while and just figure out where we're at was this your first taste of jonathan majors as an actor yeah what'd you think uh i I, he was great um i don't know what he's been otherwise and i know he's you know kind of been um made a big name quick yeah over the last you know couple seasons of uh uh, of what's it called um he was in the the only season of lovecraft country yeah. Yeah. 18, um, 18 Emmys or Golden Globes, whatever award show is coming up, to get canceled. Yeah. No. yeah and B-15s from that, too. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It just, uh, he played this weird, eclectic, loony, seemingly like losing his mind character. And yeah. I, I think he did a great job. And, um, yeah. It's, I, I, I liked how he seemed lost a lot of the times, too. Like, and kind of neurotic. Right when he, yeah, 
like right when he stopped knowing what was going on, which was kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. And like he just hinted to these certain things. I think it was a great actor. I think it was fun to watch him. Yeah. And especially like I had, again, Loki Lounge. Um, this is not, not a seeming seamless plug, but when I was talking about the, the, his character building in this, Chuck didn't like his neurotic nature. And, you know, you're getting the man at the end of time who's been by himself forever. And his only yeah. friend is a talking clock <laughs> who, when she popped up, honestly, kind of startled me a little bit because, like, she just came out of nowhere like a weird horror yeah. movie. But at like that, a, It was a weird pop scare, but yeah. Yeah, and at that moment, I was like, oh, yes, I was right from episode one. She's a bigger character than we think. And really, she is. Miss Minutes is a, a bigger character, but... Not as big as I was. Like I'm thinking Tara Strong's going to manifest. She's going to be doing her thing, which would be great because I think Tara Strong needs to be represented a little bit more than, than a voice actor. But I honestly, yeah. like, of all these episodes, I think this wasn't my favorite. I think this was the best. I think this this had the most explanation going into the, this. Yeah. This was more important in all the MCU. I think my favorite one was, the, you know, obviously the one with the, all the Lokis. I think that that was really good. Yeah. And yeah. Terminus was well, this was a, honestly an excellent series. This needs to be nominated for awards as well. Yeah. Um the lady I played Sylvie was great. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tom Hiddleston was great, obviously. Um anybody else who was casted for that, I honestly don't think Loki would have been what Loki like, you know, what this would have turned out to be. I think Instead yeah. of Loki, we would have got like a Killmonger series, or which still could happen. But I never think that we never thought that we would have got like I don't know. Let's say if this were Jude Law, do you, Jude Law, great actor, but do you think that he was you know he would have been as I don't know charismatic as yeah, and as, like mischievous? Yeah, I don't know. And you know, we've been saying that Tom Hiddleston is low key become synonymous with loki yeah i didn't mean to say it like that but um uh you know we we have robert downey jr we have hemsworth oh the, you know all the chrises all the chrises they're all made for those characters uh the hiddleston has now i mean like i just can't i you know even seeing a live action rendition of uh classic loki and that was fun but yeah i still just see hiddleston in all these these parts and it makes more sense to me than anything else he just has an, an eye for playing the character uh the only yeah, which you know, you know. Ha let's go back to phase one for a second right and tom hiddleston comes in and auditions for thor right <laughs> which he did doesn't get it if ken if any other director but kenneth brana was directing the first thor loki would have been johnny depp yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he, he Loki is essentially, you know, what Johnny Depp is in real life. You know who he thinks he is in real life. He's a <laughs> he's a pirate, he's weird, you know, he's kind of ambiguous. Yeah. He's he's very Johnny Deppish. And I'm so glad that they didn't go with Johnny Depp or they also just didn't like they really let Tom Hiddleston be himself. You know what I mean? And they didn't put kid gloves on him. They yeah. weren't like you're not this huge actor. You're not Johnny Depp coming into this. They were like do what you do. And Thor, of all the Phase 1 movies, is probably the most underwhelming to a lot of people because it's it's kind of Shakespearean, and a lot of people don't like yeah. that. But I think um, a lot of these guys, Tom Hiddleston, Hemsworth, Robert Downey Jr., 
you know, uh, Anthony Chris Hopkins. Evans. Well, yeah, even, but I'm saying all these guys in, in that the MCU picked up. Um, I feel like they all had a reasonable, like a lot of input on their character. They're yeah. allowed, you know, to either have their character morph into something they were more comfortable playing. Uh, and, and, um, it wasn't so like scripted. It wasn't so like by the book. Yeah. You know, and then that, that they couldn't come out of it. And I think that's why it's successful across genres, across directors. And, you know, I know there's an overarching idea, but if you give the actor a lot of the, 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 the reins for the character, you could have a different director come in and like yeah. just as long as you say, look, I, I know this is yours and you know how to play your character, but you know, I'm just going to try to make you fit into our story. And I think that's why it's everything's been so successful is they just let that happen. Yeah. And you know, we had a lot of theories going into this that maybe Sylvie was going to be enchantress, that maybe Loki was truly going to be Loki and turn on people. But we didn't get that. We got Lo- Sylvie as Loki. We got Loki as a hero. Uh, we got Ravona being Ravona, but then going back yeah. and kind of seeing in the in the the non variant world in the official timeline that she's a high school principal. What do you think is going to happen moving forward with these characters? Because we know you know season two is coming. Let's play. Look into the magic. You know eight ball. What do you think, or what is something that you would like to see? in season two uh well this is where i was kind of lost because it's different everything's different yeah even though uh ravona went into a different timeline to find her free will and whatever has nothing to do with where she can like unless the branches are still real things you know when but she's still got to come back to maybe she comes back to the tva and since she wasn't there she's kind of like loki and yeah she can recognize that it's different and they have to join together as these people that know the old way Mm -hmm. but it's hard to like figure that out because i don't know um you know mobius didn't know yeah so it's it's it it's hard for me to understand because they're, they're throwing a lot of, like, tiny-wimey and, and dimension stuff, hopping stuff around. So it's, it is getting hard to keep track of, of who's who and what's what. So Yeah, it, um, it's going to be very Doctor Who in the future. Like, yeah. it's going to have that, again, like, that time travel, weird kind of am, amnesic, if that's a word, kind yeah. of feeling. I can see I – love, I love what you said about – Ravona not being there so she's not exposed to the changes so when she comes back you know she's like wait this is not what I remember yeah part of me also would like her to go back to you know find a little bit of semblance in herself and run into her non-variant husband who is a Kang variant maybe Victor Timely or somebody and then you know she's like she gets back to the TVA and she realizes that you know her husband is the it's very like this might spoil the series, but it's very much like Outlander where she goes back in time and one of the villains is her husband's ancestor. I I could see that kind of playing. I could also see Mobius taking the next step and becoming the Ravona in season two 
because he's, you know, played by the rules. He's part of this team. You know, he thinks Loki, and the, the good thing for Loki is the only person besides, I guess, Kang's variant who knows Loki is a variant is Miss Minutes, right? So it, it, there's mm, a- yeah, I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get a lot more. And we, you called, you know, you kind of knew what was going on with uh, Miss Minutes, uh, but uh, I wonder. I would like to find out a lot more about Miss Minutes. Yeah, I would too. like a you know a prequel scene to that. I, I think that's where Tyre Strong might come into play. Is um, you know, is Miss Minutes like? an original variant or yeah. like was she variant. a human? Yeah. Or was she a human? I got turned into, uh, um, animated clock assistant. I don't know. <laughs> She's clippy. Um, She's clippy yeah. the whole time. Um, do you think that they, I, they tried to make her like the, the TVA version of the watcher where like she, uh, she sees everything, but like her impact doesn't mean much other than just like, She's like the TVA snitch. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing is, you know, she's a lot different than the Watcher because she got involved. Yeah, she was, you know. Yeah, the Watcher's she... very much like Jupiter's legacy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Um, she, yeah, but she's a. Uh, she's definitely. I don't know if she's a construct, but she's. I don't know. Maybe she recognizes what happens too, and. You know, now that Sylvie, where's Sylvie? Sylvie's still at the in the Citadel. Yeah, but you know, does she? So she, she, I think she has to be protected if she's at the end of the in the Citadel. I mean, this is what I think with Sylvie. I think Sylvie goes back. You know, she's already kind of tamed Eliath, right? So she has Eliath. She goes and finds Croaky. She goes and finds Kid Loki. Maybe mm-hmm. both boastful Loki. Maybe he's you know found the the right. He had his coming to Jesus moment where mm-hmm. he's like you know King Lo- President Loki kind of you know effed me up a little bit. I need to do the right thing, and then stumbles upon the dying original Loki. You're not like you know old you know Richard E. Grant Loki. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they find a way back because she has the tempad, so they could just go back and. You know, the, the Council of Lokis. You know, we saw the, the Council of Kang. We know there's the count, <laughs> the Council of Reeds. Now we have the Council of Lokis yeah. where she's going to go and try and save our Loki in, in this timeline. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Because she, she turned on him pretty quick, you know, acknowledged, took but, the took the love and was like, listen, I'm – it was, it was very Chris it was... Pratt in Infinity War where he beats up Thanos before they take the gauntlet off when he finds out yeah. Gamora dies. I don't think it was, uh, you know, it was a very low key thing to do. Yeah. But I don't think it. It definitely wasn't evil. It was. It was. It was a means to know, an end. I, I think she was trying to save him, and she had a thing that she wanted to do. And yeah. She was like, I heard all these objections, and she's from the sound of it, she's been around because she says to him, you know, I got. I got pruned before you were even alive. So, yeah. Um she's a lot older. She's been stuck in this these you know recursions or whatever and you know yeah. bouncing along uh, from so, apocalypse um, to apocalypse. Yeah, so she's probably maybe a lot older. So maybe she, you know, it's lifetime she's lived and she's 
You know, yeah. she had one thing she wanted to do. And I mean, I, I get it. I mean, that's, you know, you're confronted with the bad guy that you've been searching out yeah. your whole life. And then if you didn't kill it, it'd be like the end of Mario to princes in another castle. And right. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. You uh, killed so you, Bowser. You had to do, yeah. You had to go through with it. Yeah. Do you think, um, you know, we're going to have the hero's journey for, for Sophie in sequel to in, in season two or do you think it's just like they kind of let her go on her own for a little bit we don't see her until like mid-season yeah i don't know um because there's a lot of characters with loose storylines so yeah. they all have to convert you know i'm not saying that each one of them gets an episode um but you know either loki has to go through this all again, gets captured by the TVA because they don't know who he is and mm-hmm. it's not making sense. And he's got to be interrogated. And they, maybe the TVA sees his flashbacks and they're like, that makes no sense. But, yeah. Uh, or maybe he know, goes and finds Ravona. Yeah, maybe like, you know, enemies, she, he goes to find like, it's Loki building the Revengers and it's right. Loki, Ravona, Sylvie, Kid Loki, Croaky, yeah. they break out Frog or Throg, and I'm like, just yes. you know, you have the whole the whole thing. This was I a- could see, I could see something like, um, you know, they scan them, they do all their whatever, and they they go to inter or interrogate, and they have no ability to access his memories because they're not, you know, it's not a thing that they've ever come up against. Yeah, because he's he's from. A different existence, not even a different like he's not a variant. He's just, you know, at a whole other time existence or something like that. And um, you know, maybe it's something they've never seen before. Yeah, but I kind of like each episode to introduce a different variant of Kang. You know uh, what I mean? That'd be cool. Where like they're trying to, like he controls the TVA, so obviously he can. I feel like he can control where the temp pads take you. So if we get Mr. Quang, Mr. Griffin, right, he sends you back to Egypt, you know, like 26 AD. And it's in, it's um, Rama Tut with this young Egyptian and Sabanur, right? And like it ties into Sylvie going from apocalypse to apocalypse. And then she becomes face to face with like the birth of apocalypse. I think that that would be cool because now I, I, you know, there's a rumor that we already have seen a mutant in the MCU with uh, in, uh, Ur- Ursa major in black widow. Yeah. That's what's yeah. I didn't, uh, I, I saw that. I didn't clickbait it yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, what I've been thinking is and and you know this is our theory time but um instead of him instead of seeing a different version variant of him in every episode which would be kind of cool i think we get different variants of him in movies you know what i mean yeah for sure and and we get like who knows who's going to be it's a kang it might be Kang the Conqueror, or you know who knows who's in the in in Quantum Mania. They said they um, said Kang. He yeah, he was cast yeah, as Kang okay. the Conqueror in so, Quantum Mania. So that's who we might get. But uh, you know, like you said, we might see a Rama Tut somewhere, and yeah. that 
whether it's in an episode or whatever, you know, Ramatut is, you know, like you said, around Apocalypse, and Apocalypse leads directly to X-Men, so yep. we get an X-Men, you know, and that could be an alternate universe. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking um, of alternate universes, this kind of just opened up the, you know, the, the floodgates. It's like wrestling, right? Yeah. That forbidden door, which yeah. apparently was broken this weekend with Impact, but... <laughs> This is going to bring in. This is your explanation on why all the the Sonyverse characters are coming in. This is yeah. why we're going to get you know the Netflix properties coming in. Maybe Hulu. Uh, maybe at some point you know Venom shows up. But you know this was the birth yeah, of and, those timelines. And it, it gives we've been or me more than you, but definitely me and 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 a lot of people have been saying you know. The X-Men are in New York in the comic books. Yeah, Westchester. And everything that's happened, you know, why haven't they showed up? Mm -hmm. Why haven't they, you know, unless you're going to create the X-Men from whole cloth right now and then have them pop into existence, you need to develop backstory and all that. I always said I had trust in in Marvel, and I did, but this is a much easier way to do that. It's It's... They come from an alternate timeline. Yeah. Or they or mutants you know, were variants. Yeah. Or and it doesn't have to be the ones that we know. It doesn't have to be the X Men we know. This could be an all new X Men. Yeah. And and you know that goes the same way. Why have we never seen Fantastic Four? And we were saying the only way that that could work was if they were in space during when all this was happening. Yep. And that could be. But it could also be that they come from somewhere else. They they are a branch. They are a what if story. Yeah. And and uh, you know that could be where all this starts. This could be, you know, <clears throat> how it all comes together and how we create these other movies that we haven't seen yet. Before. Yeah, and I, you know, we're gonna be playing theory hunters for, you know, ev- for, ev- because forever yeah. at this point because we don't know yeah. when season two comes out. But you know, the MCU keeps rolling, right? So. Next month, in like three weeks, we get What If, Marvel's first animated, you know, feature series. That, they said, has to do with the MCU. Everything that they put out is part of the cinematic universe, right? After that, we have Shang-Chi. After that, we have The Eternals. After that, Hawkeye. After that, Spider-Man. And that's just this year. So we're going to be playing, like, the catch-up game this whole year or like trying to stay ahead of things and you know the movies are in my mind a little more i don't know uh murky in a sense of like right they have to tell a story in a short amount of time they don't get six hours to tell it so the theory train like we could sit here and talk about what's going to happen in shang chi like think Fang foom's going to show up and you know the great protector is going <laughs> to be there and all that fun stuff but we truly don't know until we see it, right? The series, they laid their breadcrumbs out. And the movies do it too, but they're they're smaller breadcrumbs and we just have to try and, you know, keep up while the movie was happening. Yeah, it feels like that's how nothing's happened yet. And this is just all like theories and conjecture and yeah. not even like, you know, theories really based on a ton of evidence. But you could be right. It could be you know the foundations are being laid in these tv shows yeah um and then you know a movie's gonna fit in there and just kind of like 
not like expand on that idea like yeah. in in one particular part and it will all be tied together through the movies but it could just use these disney plus series to just keep it going and keep it moving yeah and um i mean it, it kind of sucks for because if all this is true then you know disney plus these shows are very important to the lay watcher you oh well, they I mean? they said if you are an mcu movie fan you need to watch these shows you're gonna be lost right so i mean there's obviously people who just going to go see movies they don't want to you know pay ten dollars a month for yeah. a series you know uh, that they might not be into so it, it, that that thing kind of gets you know you, now you're becoming a monopoly on the like an idea mm-hmm. where it's like you have to pay for this and you ha- i mean we already do it but um yeah yeah i, I mean if you if you want to stay up to date you got to get get involved right you yeah you don't want to have fomo after watching you're now Black Widow, and you're like, "Oh, Elaine's in this episode. She's fantastic, or she's in this yeah. movie." But not knowing, like, she already popped up, and like, we can take Black Widow for a second, right? The way that the groundwork's been laid out for these movies, right? Last week we talked about how I thought it was in the the wrong place, wrong time situation because it was a little too late for me because the character's already dead, and, and blah blah blah. The Taskmaster setup started in 2012. Yeah. When Natasha's talking to Loki and trying to figure out what he's afraid of and when or what his plan is and it eventually leads to him trying to unleash the Hulk. He says Drakov's daughter. You know what I mean? So like yeah. we we knew about Drakov's daughter before we saw Black Widow. So that kind of thing that was set up. Go back to Iron Man 3, that weird not so good movie, right? That set up Shang-Chi. The 10 Rings or Iron Man 1. With the Ten Rings. You yeah. know what I mean? That set up the the premise of the Ten Rings. Iron Man 3 carries on the Mandarin. And what are we getting in 2021? We're getting Shang-Chi, the Ten Rings, and the Mandarin. So yeah. this stuff has already been, been formulated. So this could be that moment. And we know that Loki is like the jumping off point for a lot of things, right? He goes into Thor. He's your first Avengers villain. Now he has his own series, what, almost 10 years later. Is this the setup for Fantastic Four? Is this the setup for the X-Men, the Inhumans? Like, did Loki just open the door, that for- forbidden door, to everything that's going to come in Phase 6, 7, and 8, where we're like, man, 2021 was a big year for Marvel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, that that's what makes sense to me. Um, I You know, Shang-Chi, you know, to get way off course, uh... I was just I was expecting that to tie in and I wasn't sure how it was going to tie into the grand scheme of things. Then you see Abomination. Yep. You hear it's about ten rings and I was a huge fan of of Mandarin when I was a kid. And yeah. I see Mandarin as one of Iron Man's top, uh, uh, you know, villains like yep. his arch nemesis. You know, maybe even uh, like like number three. I would probably put him. So I I was excited about you know Iron Man three having him and I I up until the reveal I actually liked him I thought he was kind of a spooky character yeah well Ben Kingsley uh, was uh, he was the perfect casting for that role yeah. right there both sides of it actually yeah before and after the reveal uh, and I, I that's why I didn't hate it because I liked Ben Kingsley 
and I liked how crazy he was. Um, but I, 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 you know, and then I was like, wait, we're seeing Abomination, and we see uh, Wong. Abomination fighting Hong, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, how is Shang Chi going to going to tie into this? And and you know, originally we kind of said that Shang Chi could be it's it's a perfect timing because of how big the Marvel universe and the MCU is getting in China. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to have like that character, but you know, they're smartly doing it. They're making it work. They're making it tie in. And I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of things. And we're like, Oh yeah, that's right. I, I, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. And they're going to like tie it all together. And they are experts at doing that. And yeah. you know, every, every time we go over something, I'm like, why am I surprised? But I am like how, how well things are, are greased. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, yeah. And, I wouldn't be surprised if one or one of these two characters doesn't show up at like the end of Shang Chi or the end credit, Val or yeah. or Danny Rand. Like I could see, because the you know the floodgates have opened, right? Yeah. Val comes up, talks to you know Shang Chi, and says, "I need to take you to New York. I need you to meet my friend Danny." Right. That's it. The, the immortal Iron Fist is now birthed, rebirthed into the not to take a DC term, but rebirthed into the the Marvel universe where right. they can actually utilize Finn Jones and make that terrible iteration of the Iron Fist better, or having new Danny Rand, right? Mm-hmm. And it, or it could just be like Danny Rand shows up on the search. You know, to he has got he's got to fight the dragon, and what if this is the you know he a new version? I mean, we're what we're looking at. We always talk about this, and it does come down to this. I mean, how much money did um did did Scarlet uh, or uh, Scarlet Johansson make? How much Bla- money Black did Widow. Uh, Black Widow make? Uh, you know, like two hundred fifty million the first weekend. Yeah, something crazy like that. It, it was um, like the the fourth highest. Fourth or fifth highest solo movie, yeah, for uh, um, for a superhero or for Marvel. So I'm um, I'm expecting all these to be that big, and yeah. we always talk about like money speaks for a lot of these production companies, and right now Disney is close to, if not top of the heap. Yeah, and and I think they're going to go out. I mean. They're going to get what they want, and I, I, I don't think it's a big deal for them to go grab the Netflix stuff, and and. I think that's yeah. already confirmed. Like I think, I think Charlie yeah. Cox I, well, shows I, I up, wasn't, I, and yeah. I think Charlie Cox shows up in, um, Spider Man. Okay. I think Frank Castle shows up in either Moon Knight, Blade, or Hawkeye. Right. I'd like to see. Ronan going up trying to hunt down Frank Castle and finding yeah. out that Frank Castle is not as bad as we think he is. All while Yelena's in the shadows hunting him. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see something like you know, we're getting way 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 Yeah, way I mean, topic, but we're on um, brand. Still on brand. I think Moon Knight and Frank Castle are too closely related. Yeah. You know, ex ex-marines um family problems all this other stuff so i kind of don't want them to like 
but they do belong in the same universe in my head. Like yeah. they are, you know, a step above. And the Frank cops in, in and Frank Castle way, yeah. at the end of season two was on, not on the run, but he was on the move. He was he's leaving New York. Yeah, what better place to show up? Chicago, where Moon Knight's based. I think that would be great. So, let me ask you this: um, What do you think happens next? What does this lead to? In in if I think Loki is a keystone uh, event, I agree. Loki episode six is a keystone event. That's what I meant by flashpoint. Flashpoint is a keystone event, and and pressing the reset button in all of Marvel or, or in all of DC. And that, and that was the closest I could think about it. And and I, I think this is the same thing. I think it's Keystone. What happens next? I think that this just introduces complete madness. Yeah. To the point that we're going to need a rule book on how to navigate this multiverse. We're going to see characters that we loved in like with Tobey Maguire, right? We're going to see him and, Willem Dafoe, we're going to see him pop up. We're going to see characters that we didn't like with Jamie Foxx show up. And I think that's going to introduce us to all the the big bads on the street level. Like, let's say Norman Osborn comes in as the big bad in the street level. Then we get the big bad in the cosmic level, which is Kang the Conqueror, all setting up the end of Phase 4, which is Fantastic Four, where yeah. you're you're getting Kang to set up who knows? Because we were in Terminus, maybe that sets up a Nihilus. Maybe all of this ramifications in Loki brings in everything that we hope for. I don't think X-Men is phase four at all. We'll maybe get peppered in some characters, some some yeah. like being alluded to mutants or variants that went off the rails a little bit. But I think yeah, and, and mutants needs to be introduced somehow. Yeah. They're gonna call them like altered people before they even say the yeah. M word, you know? Yeah. But I think that this this leads you to Fantastic Four, which is your Avengers type franchise, right? Uh, yeah, I I have you know I don't know when. I think you know you're talking about the end of Phase Four. I think we're gonna get a um, a Secret Wars, okay, some somewhere, um, like a Battle World. Well, I mean, we're de- we're definitely getting Secret Invasion, which could yeah. start that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to get the Beyonder or the Beyonders. Yeah. But Kang has a lot to do with them. Mm-hmm. We um, saw that the Living Tribunal was uh, dead in a variant world. So maybe yeah. we, we get that. I mean, I we kind of talked about this before with Black Widow last week. I think that this leads into a lot more teams. With the Dark Avengers, Secret Avengers, West Coast right. Avengers, Young Avengers, Thunderbolts. You know, we're going to get it all. Um, and Deadpool's technically in the MCU now. Him and, you know, Korg met up for a, <laughs> a Free Guy promo. But because they're both in the, you know, they're both in that movie. But, yeah. you know, wh- when do we see him? You know, again, Ryan Reynolds, I don't think he's going to, he's only getting bigger. He's right. a soccer guy now. He owns a soccer team. He's got the gin <laughs> company. You know, he's. He really he just really controls his narrative at this point, so he might get to the yeah. point where he doesn't want to do Deadpool anymore. I don't think that that's the case, but I mean, I I really I think Deadpool's his, yeah, more than it is anybody else's. I yeah, know, it's more his know, than Marvel's at this point. Yeah, I don't know if Marvel's going to see it that way. But <laughs> yeah, 
but I, there, I mean, at this point, Deadpool is a billion dollar property in, in, the, in the movies, you know, all in all, I think it's probably a billion and a half between the two of them. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, just Marvel's got to pull the trigger on rated R. Yeah. Disney has to pull the trigger on rated R. Um, I don't think they're going to do it often, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah if, if I had two that I would pick as far as rated R, I'd go Deadpool and Blade at this point. Yeah. You know, we don't need a rated R Eternals. Um, no. You know, Planet Hulk could be because of violence, but like, I think that they, you know, you don't want to just ham it up to drop a few F bombs in it. You know what I mean? Cause don't, I, don't be rated R just to be raunchy a little bit when it doesn't pertain to the, and the I, comics. I, you know, I don't necessarily need Deadpool to be in the Avengers. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, not at all. I, I you know, him just mentioning people and talking about people is enough. And yeah, it'd be neat to have people make cameos and him, you know, you know, have scenes with Chris Evans and and and, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, um, but I don't think I don't think you need him. I don't think there's a need for him in. Well, there wasn't a. There was never really a need for him in the in the comic books. Yeah, it was just popular, so they just came. You know, you could erase him from all every. You know shoot him with the ret cannon or whatever from the TVA. And yeah, I don't think anything will change comic book wise, but he's just a great character. And, uh, I like to see him in it, but yeah. blade, I think blade, you know, could be a rated R. Um, yeah, I think that needs I don't, to be rated R. What I'm thinking though, is they're, you know, their dem their money making demographic is kids still. Yeah. And but even Bl- in the, Blade's not a toy grab. You can't sell Dracula right. pop figures to eight-year-olds. You know, I think my 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 whole premise on Blade being rated R is based on how Sam Raimi addresses yeah. Doctor Strange Madness in the Multiverse because they've described that as quasi horror. Right? Blade would yeah. be more action horror, if anything, and it doesn't have to be rated R. I'm going to go back on it, but. I think well, to capitalize yeah. on, you know, the character, the darkness of the character, the violent nature of the character, it needs to be as close to what The Punisher was on Netflix and what Daredevil yeah. was on Netflix. It needs to be that dark, um, not just Mahershala Ali just yelling, F you, Dracula, like, you know, you get it. And like, you know, doing the suck it fate, like, you know, the uh, the pose to, you know, everybody. But with Deadpool, ultimately, I'd like the, the end game. If, since we're talking Marvel, to be for Deadpool to be a weird Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Oh yeah, that's the move. That's like that's the only Deadpool I want because in this scheme of things, he doesn't fit in. He doesn't yeah. fit into the serious nature of where we're at. The only thing he kind of fits into is like Guardians, and he's not cosmic, you know, no. and maybe Ant Man because well, of I- just the nature of it. He does have a relationship with death. He does have a relationship with Thanos. He does have a relationship with the X-Men. Yeah. Um, Three people who we don't have right now. Yeah. So. Maybe, like, he pops up in the Eternals because, you know, Thanos' cousin is in the Eternals. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you know, I know I know your family. But, like, it would be cool to see him just maybe 
popping in and out of end credit scenes just to remind people like, hey, we got this. This is, you know, yeah, this is our ace in the hole. He's going to come out at some point. But, you know, I'm not pump. I'm not like on the Deadpool train, like get him in ASAP. I'll never have him be. Yeah, he's not pivotable. But yeah, he's not he's not a Captain America. No, not at all. Um, but I'll still I you know I watch I love his his movies, but yeah, uh, and I love that he is part of it. Like and now you know, not that he it held him back before I don't think, but now he could talk about you know Chris Evans and yeah. Chris Hemsworth and say something about the Chris's, which is a dated joke. And, yep, you know, um, you know, make jokes about a bigger cast and and. My thing is, if it's rated R, obviously, you know, the, the kids are not going to see it. So they get, they'll they never make it something rated R that they can't, that, that has to fit into the story or yeah. advances the story. And uh, I, I just where I am. I, an introduction to Blade could be rated R and his individual movies could be rated R. But when he's like, obviously, when he's in a scene or when he, you know, if he meets anybody else or is in a different movie, um, I don't think that'll be, yeah, you know, rated R. But. Yeah, and personally, with Blade, I think we're going to see him sooner than we expect. Yeah, I, I think he's going to crop up somewhere. Yeah, my my thought is Moon Knight. Yeah. You know, because if we're getting, you know, um, Jack Russell... You know, Moon Knight's going to fight were- werewolves, he's gonna, and they've already alluded to vampires with the TVA. Uh, you know, who's yeah. to say Blade doesn't pop up in Loki Season 2? Or, you know, Hawkeye. You know, Hawkeye could be even more important than we think because we have Yelena in it. We have Ronan, who's Hawkeye. But, bef- you know, the mantle gets passed to Blade. So at the end of Hawkeye, two mantles get passed. He passes yeah. the Hawkeye mantle to Kate Bishop, and he passes three mantles at, at that point because he passes the Hawkeye mantle to Kate Bishop. Yelena now takes on the Black Widow mantle, and he passes the Ronin mantle to Mahershala Ali as Blade. It, it, yeah, it's just the weird thing about the Ronin thing is it's not necessary. Like, it doesn't, like, yeah. you know, it's not but like I would like it. Mantle, but yeah. I'd like it to kind of be that. That if, introduction to Blade. It, yeah, if he's accomplishing something as Ronan, other than, like, revenge for his family or whatever. Yeah. Um, if it's a... If Ronan is out there, develop, you know, creating a a story for himself and, and uh, uh, out there doing good, then, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an identity that can be passed on. Kind of imagine this for a second, right? We're watching Hawkeye. There's a, a finale end credit scene. Doesn't say Hawk. It doesn't say Jeremy Renner returns, right? It's Kate Bishop talking to Jeremy Renner saying, you know, what are you going to do now? You know, you're giving up the bow. You're giving up the swords. Hawkeye says, I got a guy. He doesn't pass the Ronin mantle up with the hood and everything. He passes the samurai swords up, which is a weapon of blades. And he sends yeah. it to Mahershala Ali. No explanation whatsoever. He just knows a guy from, you know, his time with S.H.I.E.L.D., his time with at being Ronin. He knows somebody post-Snap who was doing the God, you know, the exact same thing that he was doing, just taking out baddies. And he sends it. That scene, you get, it would have been great to see that FedEx Stan Lee cameo. <laughs> but the, you know, the katanas get sent to somewhere and it just says Blade on it. Yeah. And there, you're done. Fade the black. 
Mahershala, you see Mahershala open, like you pan through the the box, and you see Mahershala looking down at the blades. Game over. You're good. Because yeah, I, the, I you know it, Mahershala is is a big huge name actor to, have, to just be sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything. And I know he's putting out movies still, and he's, that might be part of what's going on is you know contracts. Nah, you know, I don't know. I think man. we. We have to keep an eye out for when he stops making movies or something and, and yeah. be like, oh, there it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, he's just too big of an actor to have sitting around doing nothing. And not like he's going to – it's going to dry up, but use it, man. Like, when they announced it, that was huge. That was, you know, obviously, everything he's been in, I think he's been great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know- but – you know, we'll you, see what happens. You look at it from this perspective, right? And then we'll we'll rank this um, this Loki series that we've kind of <laughs> stopped talking about 25 minutes ago. But you look at Mahershala Ali, and I see the same handling of Mahershala Ali as Marvel did with Jonathan Majors, right? Ant-Man Quantumania hasn't even started shooting yet. They announced last year that, or over, yeah, last year, 2020, that Jonathan Majors was going to be Kang the Conqueror, Right. Yeah. Obviously, he popped up sooner than we we expected. You had Mahershala Ali announced as what 2018, 2019. So it's yeah. been several years for this Academy Award winning world class actor who's already been in the MCU, mind you, as Cottonmouth announced. Currently on his IMDb, he's got four things, four upcoming projects, two of which are in development, not in production. One of which, according to IMDb, is Blade, which is in production. But when you Mm. click on it, it says production status crickets, right? (laughs) So at the moment, he's not shooting anything that we know of. So who's to say Secret Cameo doesn't pop up the end of this year? Maybe the end of Shang-Chi. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Or Eternals. Like, they're so, he's, I think by the end of 2021, Blade pops up. That's if like I would have to put money on something, I would I no, I'm not I don't have that much money. But like <laughs> in my gut, that is my lock of the, the end of the year now that we've turned yeah. into a geek betting podcast. <laughs> but what do you so one to five Loki as a whole? Five. Five on the money. Yeah. yeah. I think it's uh it's more important than I originally thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, so uh, and not just that, you know, it is important. It is good, but, um, and it's fun to watch. Tom Hiddleston uh, can carry a movie. I think that's, you know, obvious, mm-hmm. but it, it, it is just a well-made TV show besides all that, you know, fandom stuff. It's just, yep. it's fun to watch, you know, stories are great. Um, cliffhanger was great. Mm-hmm. Everybody else in it is pretty amazing. Uh, and and did you know? Uh, Owen Wilson was great in this. Yeah. Uh, Everybody uh, there Gugu wasn't yeah. was great in this. Uh, the one that plays Sylvie, and you know we're still trying to figure out who Sylvie might be. Or I know she's a Loki, but you know, um, wh- where she, you know, wh- where is she going to go? So I I just think everything was perfect with it. Yeah, and, I agree. So we're three for three when it comes to Marvel series, as like yeah home runs so uh what ifs next can't wait to see what that turns into because uh the stills look amazing yeah and it's animated it can do anything they want yeah and the last marvel 
role for Chadwick Boseman. So it's uh, it's huge. Yeah. But next week, we're going to get out of here. I'm going five for five on this as well. Uh, next week, let's go back to Netflix because we do so well with Netflix reviews. <laughs> uh, and let's talk um, gun what, what's it called? Gunshake mil- or gunpowder gunpowder milkshake? Don't even know the goddamn name of this movie. Yeah, uh, uh, gunpowder milkshake with uh, Nebula. Yeah. So um, Karen Gilliam. Uh, Karen so Gilliam. next week, let's do gunpowder milkshake. Unless you want to talk Space Jam, uh, I'm going to be talking about it on Active Geek, so uh, I don't really care to talk about it twice. Well, you don't know that for sure. Oh it no, could be I the greatest thing. No, no, I've seen it. Oh. And it is not the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, I'd rather watch an infomercial about Flex uh, Flex Seal than Space Jam. Uh, so uh, yeah, right. let's Never let's mind. do let's do something up to speed and let's do a gunpowder milkshake next week. Uh, follow us on social media, uh, Active Geek. We're going back to Wednesdays, full episodes. We are going to be reviewing uh, Black Widow next, so check that out. Cage my IQ every week. Uh, I'm on his episodes every Thursday, so check that out. And yeah, here's $20. Buy yourself something nice.